0: In the name of a God who is love, amen. Francois Clemens was born in 1945 in Birmingham, Alabama, a descendant of slaves and sharecroppers. He started singing at a young age, as most of us do. But by the time he was 10 years old, he was his church's choir director. Francois was a well-known opera singer, by the time, he was in his 20s at this point, by the time that Mr. Rogers approached him and asked him if he would make an appearance on his children's TV show as a police officer. Now, Francois had lived in Birmingham, Youngstown, and Pittsburgh through much of the civil rights movement, and this was the year 1968, and he was a black man. Recounting Mr. Rogers' invitation, he said, That kind of stopped me in my tracks. I grew up in the ghetto. I did not have a positive opinion of police officers. Policemen were sicking police dogs and water hoses on people. And I really had a hard time putting myself in that role. So I was not excited about being Officer Clemens at all. But he did it anyway. And just nine months into his regular role on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, there was a particularly poignant scene between Officer Clemens and Mr. Rogers. Just to set the scene a bit more, it was May of 1969 at this point, and just a year had passed since the assassination of Martin Luther King, Jr., There had been tension since the early, mid-1960s around the desegregation of swimming pools, which were considered more intimate spaces to share than other spaces. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood had only been on the air for a year and a couple months when a kiddie pool showed up on the set. In this episode, Mr. Rogers entered the studio singing It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You can sing along if you want. (laughs) A beautiful day for a neighbor. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Oh, won't you be my neighbor? Well done. He took off his jacket and shoes, but instead of putting on his sweater and sneakers, as he normally would, he commented that it was such a hot day It would be nice to go outside and put his feet in a cool kiddie pool. So he goes back outside and fills the kiddie pool with water and sits down to soak his feet. And then along comes Officer Clemens. And Mr. Rogers invites him to take off his shoes and join him. Once both men are sitting together, cooling their feet in the water, the camera takes a lengthy shot at their feet, light and dark, side by side, in the water. Tension around sharing space, particularly water, between the races was still very ripe, but in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, the black police officer and the white neighbor shared a kiddie pool on a hot August day. Francois chose courageous love by portraying the best of what it was to be a neighborhood police officer, even though that did not align with his experience. I think to some degree, he reconciled the image of the police for black children and white police officers alike. Fred Rogers chose courageous love by being willing to shock and probably anger some of the grown-ups in order to teach the children what the kingdom of God looks like sitting around a kiddie pool on a hot day in the neighborhood. In today's gospel, Jesus tells the multitude who have gathered to hear him preach on the mountainside to choose courageous love, risky, risky. Unexpected, difficult, non-intuitive love. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. Do not resist evil. Surprise it. Dissolve it with Love. Jesus said, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Now, to be struck on the right cheek is to be struck by the back of someone's hand. A demeaning blow. To turn the cheek is to invite that person to fight you as an equal with his fist and not the back of his hand. In Roman times, it was shameful to cast your eyes upon someone's nakedness. So if your outer coat were to be taken from you in court and you also gave your inner robe your only other garment, your resulting nakedness would shame not you It would shame the unjust court. And walking more than a mile as an indentured servant broke Roman law and incriminated the soldier who demanded your service. And so Jesus may have been teaching subversive nonviolence to the oppressed Jews who were living under a Roman regime. Or he may simply have been saying, stop the evil By surprising it with love, with generosity, with a show of your own humanity and theirs, love dissolves hate and love wins when we engage it and not its opposite. The last line of our gospel tells us to be perfect as God is perfect, right? I want to propose that that translation is lacking some dimension. The word translated as perfect is telos, which also means completion or to reach an intended goal. Be complete as God is complete. Lean into God's intended goals for us to be perfect. Then (coughs) is simply to embody the love that God made when God made you. We are perfect when we live into the love by which God made us and by us, I mean every single human being who was ever born. Because of the words of Christ, because of my lived experience of God, and because of what I have seen in the lives and actions of the most courageous of my fellow humans, I have come to believe that God's intention, intended goals for us, have to do with us being unified in heart and dignity, unified in care and kindness, and unified in our mutual concern for each and every one of us, regardless of our many differences and identities. To love courageously is to expose the things that are done by ourselves and by others that stand in the way of that complete love. And because of the fact that many of the things that stand in the way of love are deeply ingrained In our history, our social norms, and our personal habits, we have to look closely for them all the time. We have to look for them where we hope not to find them, in ourselves and in the people who we most easily support and agree with. Because that is where we have the most leverage for making change and bringing love back. When it has gone missing and when we find walls that keep us from the perfect completeness of our nature as God's vessels of love on earth, we reveal them takes courage. We reveal them and we do something to heal from them. We turn the cheek to regain equality when it is lost. We cast light on the sin of greed when the wealthy have taken too much from the poor. We walk beyond our exhaustion to reveal injustice. We, like Mr. Rogers, scorn hateful social norms in the public eye with a smile on our faces and a song about neighborliness on our lips. We, like Francois Clemens, dress as someone who has been a vehicle of destruction, a vehicle of oppression, in order to reclaim their beauty and our own. We choose difficult acts of love every day because, as it says in our collect today, Jesus taught us that without love, whatever we do is nothing. Without love, whatever we do is worth nothing. What will it look like for you if you increase the love by which you walk this life in some humble, courageous, incremental, or extravagant way? Let's all lean in that direction together today, and see where God's love takes us. Amen.